Welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Heiser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. And for those of you that are first timers, welcome to the show. I am excited to be back here this week. Um, It has been quite a few months for us at our house. And I know that last week I was absent again. I was out in Chicago visiting family, enjoying life, and just, uh, you know, trying to um, take some time to just settle down for a little bit. It had been quite a ride for a couple months uh, with a high school graduate and a son coming home from college. And then about, we had three birthdays of the four of us, three birthdays in April and May, and then my dad's. And so we decided to go to Chicago to kind of celebrate everybody and just do uh, just a big old party with family, which I love to do. It's always a good time for us to head back into Chicago to be with our family. And of course, traveling always brings apart uh, those things that I think about as an amputee. And so just, you know, making sure everything's packed and I have, you know, uh, collapsible crutches so that at night I have crutches to work with. And so I never seem to get away with a carry-on bag. I know my husband would really love it if I could do a carry-on, but when you add crutches, they're not going to fit in a carry-on. So I, um, I always have the biggest bag <laughs> and we always are waiting on me at the airport because I'm the only one that checks a bag because having three men in the house, no one has makeup or hair products and crutches and all the the stuff that goes with uh, having a prosthetic. So traveling has been interesting. Um, I I would choose driving places over flying right now, but it is what it is, and you're not going to drive to Chicago because our whole trip would be driving, and we'd spend one day just so we could get back in time. So here we are, another week um, at Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior, And I had some time to think, obviously, um, since I didn't do a podcast last week, and what I would want to discuss with you this week. And, you know, for me, a lot of the times I talk about what inspires me through the week that I have between podcasts. And, you know, some weeks are a little bit duller than others. Some weeks I'm not even thinking about those things until all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I got to post a podcast. And so this time I thought, you know, what ends up happening for me, and I don't know if this holds true to you, but some things, some of my best inspiration comes from when I speak to other people. So when I'm wrapped up in my own world here, like I have been for the last couple months, and really not out with people and just having some downtime with girls, I'm kind of in my own head doing my own thing and just trudging through life, right? We do that a lot. We get through and we, we push through life. Well, this last week I had... Um, uh, the privilege to being able to go out to dinner with another couple and had a nice conversation. And of course, something that's been kind of stirring in me really came to head talking to um, this one um, lady. And it just, it stuck that this would be a really great topic. 
And then I also got the privilege to see uh, another patient of my prosthetist, one that I had talked to over the phone prior to her amputation um, because my doctor who did my amputation actually reached out to me and said, hey, could you talk to her? She hasn't decided, but she's in the midst of it. Um, so this this conversation, Susan, this goes out to you. It was such a pleasure to see you and your husband again. And I am grateful that you listen to my podcast. Like I always tell people, if there's one person that I can reach out to, uh, then then I've, I feel good that my podcast is doing the one thing it needs to. I don't need thousands of followers or thousands of listeners. I just want to help one person at a time. And so, Susan, it was great to see you again. And uh, I wish you the best, and uh, you're in my prayers. So the conversation turned, and you know, I sit there and I think about all the things that are going on. So right now, just so you see where I'm at in in life, but also in my amputee life, because those kind of are two separate entities for me. So in life, um, technically I would be a uh, empty nester this coming fall with two kids in going to college, right? One in college, one going into college. So that's exciting in and of itself, but it's also another milestone, another chapter. And, you know, I talk about chapters a lot when it comes to our, um, our amputee world or the medical world. And, you know, sometimes you have to go through chapters that are on your life that are not pleasant or you're going through great ones and it ends and something negative happens. And then you have to go with the flow or ride the wave, whatever you want to call it. But change happens, it always does, whether you're on top of the mountain or in the valley, something will flip and you'll either start rising up out of that valley or you will duck into a valley. And so with good comes bad, you know, without the bad, we wouldn't be able to relish in the good and understand when things are going well or good or even mediocre, because sometimes some of us will take mediocre over um, bad. And so, you know, change is coming. Uh, I think I'm pretty prepared. I haven't let it really sink in. I am assuming that it'll really sink in when we take them off to college this fall. And then I realize that it's totally different because right now I'm like, I'm drowning in dishes, more dishes than normal. And I've got guys that like to weight lift. So we're doing smoothies all the time. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that are happening where I'm doing more housekeeping now than I have in the past with just um, the, the three of us here now that my older son's back. Um, and I tell myself whenever I'm frustrated by that, hey, you know what? This is just a phase. Enjoy this phase because someday it'll just be two dishes for you and your husband and you probably will only wash the dishes maybe once a week or three times, two to three times a week versus daily. So I'm going to enjoy the sitting and looking out my window and enjoying the beauty of the view while I wash dishes and just take that in stride and with grace. Well, the other thing that's happening on the flip side is my medical side. And that was that, you know, I think I told you all a couple months ago that I had put the claim in for a new uh, Autobox C leg and also a new ankle that would allow me to wear heels or at least cowboy boots without tipping forward because right now I have a 90 degree fixed ankle and I'm looking for one that now shifts and I can make adjustments on the, the angle of my ankle. And so I'm really excited about that and was really excited about that. And of course, what ended up happening, it was denied. 
even though it's been three years and, and what the insurance is supposed to do is at three years we revisit. I've used my leg a ton. I've put on millions of steps, no joke, about average of six miles, 6.5 miles, seven miles a day for three years is what I end up equating on my leg. So I am very active and I have really beaten it to snot because I go out and hike, get dirt in it. It's been refurbished a little bit, so it's been cleaned up and they've had to replace some parts. But at three years, you're supposed to apply for a new one and get one. And my insurance denied me. And they said that it was a one-time deal. And I thought, do they think it's going to grow back? I'm not a lizard. I'm not an octopus. I don't grow back my limb. So, of course, as much as it's shocking, it's not shocking. I kind of had a feeling it was going to fight. We were going to fight. I wasn't sure I was up for the fight. I did it the first time, and it was an exhaustive four weeks And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're hurting and you don't have a leg and you're on crutches and you're starting to get carpal tunnel and you're on a phone with insurance, I mean, keep in mind that times that you've ever had to call insurance and you're on hold or you're waiting for answers or whatever, it seems like an eternity every day. And then you, you know, I would call Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to see any updates or to get a higher level person each time. Friday would come and it would be devastating because I knew no one was around Saturday or Sunday to answer calls and I'd have to wait till Monday to hear any news. Then I'd call Monday again and I did that for four weeks. It was the most emotionally exhausting four weeks I've had in a very long time. And um, I knew that we were going to probably go through that again and I could, I still had that feeling because it was only three years ago. I'm like, I don't know if I got that fight in me. Well, long story short, <clears throat> I was notified two weeks ago that I was approved, but not approved by Cigna, but because my husband's company is so amazing that they are making up the difference. So unfortunately, the insurance company is still winning because they didn't have to cave, but um, I am so ever grateful for my husband's company and them stepping forward and taking care of its employees, spouses. Um, I mean, I'm really, really blessed by that. So it is in the works and it's on its way. I got a new socket made. It's a longer socket, so it rides really high. So I've had to get used to new um, rubbing and everything. And yesterday I was out by my horses and I have like two major red spots up in the soft tissue of my thigh and it's they burn, especially when it's so hot here and you're sweating. So an open wound, sweat, and constant rubbing makes for a disaster. So I'm grinning and bearing and getting through it, but it does hurt. And um, went in and went to go get um, my new leg. I was told by my prosthetist that everything was in. So I went in and I went to get my new leg, pulled off my socket. He took it in the back room and he came back all sheepish and He's like, so open up the box. The leg is in there, but the ankle and the foot are not in there. So they didn't send the whole product because it came from two different companies. I have the Autobach and the Oser. Um, So the Autobach is the C leg. The Oser is the foot and ankle. So there was a little hiccup there. And I'm hoping and praying fingers crossed that I will get it today. I'm supposed to, they said they tracked it. It's supposed to be in no later than 7 PM tonight. Problem is, is my prosthesis doesn't open till seven. So we will see what comes of that today. 
And I say this because we're leaving tomorrow to go to a, um, a black tie affair in California for a couple days, uh, just the hubby and I. And I was really hoping to wear my first kind of small heels. I don't know. It might be actually a disaster, but I have a gown. And right now I have very bedazzled gym shoes. Um, they're beautiful. I love them, but they're going to look really clunky compared to um, dress shoes. So trying to figure out where we'll be um, within the next 24 hours will be interesting. With that being said, um, the reason I bring all this up is because the frustration level when I went in, um, I guess it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. So Sunday being Father's Day, we took our um, our dad, our husband out to um, golf and I was taking pictures like moms always do, right? Taking pictures with my phone of the guys golfing with their dad and all of us doing our thing and having fun and horsing around because none of us are very good, but we do uh, get out and golf. And um, one, one hole I'm getting pictures, the next hole my phone is completely black, like no life to it at all. Of course, my son asks me, did you charge it? Yeah, I charged it. It was more than half full. It was only midday. And so I didn't know what had happened. But of course, I'm starting to get panic stricken. So then I'm trying to enjoy the rest of the day, right? But instead, I'm reeling internally about what this is going to cost us. And how do I go about getting this fixed and all that. And so instead of being in the moment, I was thinking ahead and I was 10 steps ahead. And, you know, you know that that never does anybody any good worrying about something. So I know this, I tried to forget about it, but you know, it was just on my heart and I knew that the next day, whatever plans I had were going to be curtailed because without a phone, you can't call, text, GPS, we don't have a home line. Um, so I, I didn't know what I was going to do. And quite frankly, it was, uh, Monday was weird leaving the house. And I was like telling my husband, here's where I think I'll be, but I won't know because I can't contact you. <laughs> and so that's, that's where we were at. To tell you that Monday was extremely stressful is when I went to Verizon to ask them about my phone, they did no checks on it except a soft reset, which I tried already. And that was all she said and all she did. And she just said, well, you're not covered. So you still have about $850 left on to pay off your phone. So you could pay off your phone and get a new phone. And I'm like, so this is going to set me back 850 bucks. Oh my gosh. So I'm paying off a phone that doesn't even work. So needless to say, the frustration level was rising because I was already doing something I didn't plan to do that day and had other things on my, my calendar. And like going to get my socket or my prosthetic leg and everything. I was so excited. And then she's like, or you could, you know, buy a new phone and do a new line and add a line. And so I'm like, so then I'm paying for four lines, one line that's not even working, change my phone number. So everybody in the world, I have to go and tell this is my new number. This is my new number. No, that's not what I want to do. She goes, or you can go to Apple and just see what they have to say. And that was, again, the last thing I wanted to do. And I was grumbly and I was frustrated and I was so upset. And what a waste of my time. What a waste of the day. I didn't do anything to this phone. I'm like, why is this happening? It was only, I think, a year old. I mean, come on. I didn't drop it. So for those of you asking, I didn't drop it. Um, although I have dropped it so many times in the past and nothing ever happens. I'm like, it, it looks pristine, like brand new. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go to Apple. And and what I want you to see is the fact that when I went to Apple, 
where our Apple store is, you have to park in like an underground uh, parking lot quite a ways away, uh, especially for an amputee that's rubbing raw in certain areas. And so I parked and I walked and I walked and I walked and it's, you have to understand in the Phoenix Scottsdale area, it's over a hundred degrees. I'm already frustrated. I'm tired. I'm sore, like it's burning. And I'm also nervous and anxious because I don't know what's going to happen. Cause right now in my head, I'm thinking I'm $800 in the hole. So then I finally get in there and you know, with Apple, you have to make an appointment. I didn't have an appointment and I was like, oh, I forgot about that. I bet they're going to tell me come back in an hour or so. But he goes, Hey, we actually have someone in the next 15 to 20 minutes. And I'm like, you know, here's me. I'm like, Oh, 15 to 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, that's fine. He goes, Oh wait, nope. Someone's going to be ready in about eight minutes. Just go back over in the back and they'll be with you. I didn't wait even eight minutes. So that was really exciting. And then the guy came out and he's like, what happened? I told him. It's just black. I've tried things. I've tried resetting. I've done all this stuff. And he's like, just want you to know I'm on your side. I'm going to help you. We're going to get through this. And I was like, that was really nice reassurance. I really needed just those few little words to make me settle down and not worry so much. We went through all these checks. And of course, <laughs> the one thing he's like, okay, I need you to log into your account. You have your password. I'm like, uh, it's on my phone and I can't see my phone. And he's like, okay, well, you want to try? And so I tried password number one. Nope. Password number two. Nope. Password number three. Nope. I'm like, how many do I have? And he goes, well, you're getting kind of close to it shutting down and not wanting you to let go in. So I'm like, all right, let me call or let me, um, he, he said, I have a, a phone you can use if you want to try to get in touch with your husband or whatever. So I thought my kids had the passwords. Neither one of them had it. I called my husband. He gave me some options. They were all the options I had already tried. I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, well, let me try one more option because this one is a little bit different from this one, but just by a little. And I tried it, didn't work. Well, he finally was like, well, here's what you're going to have to do because until we can get that in there and turn off your Find My iPhone or whatever to get this restarted and reset and checked, you have to log in. He goes, go home, do this. And I was like, go home. Oh my God. I'm like, I still have to go all the way out to Arcadia to get my leg and then get home. I still won't have a phone. I, you know, I'm feeling kind of vulnerable, not being able to let my husband know where I'm at, uh, to check timing or even to GPS to a couple of places I had to go to, but I don't have a hard cover, a hard copy map. So I wasn't even sure how I was going to get someplace. Well, what ended up happening was as he's getting ready and he's kind of logging things out and he's deciding that we're wrapped up for right now. And he goes, and you'll just have to come back tomorrow. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to come back tomorrow. I mean, I don't get out of my little nook up here very often. So when I do, I try to make it all one day, not several days in a row. And um, all of a sudden I said, hey, my watch is still kind of running. Is the our contacts on here. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I use notes and I use contacts for passwords and things. And he goes, well, yeah. And we logged into it and I found my password. So he was like, that's awesome. It was genius. So we got in long story short, he actually took it, said, you know what? They're going to look at it unless there is water damage, which I've never got it in water. He said, you know, um, you should be able to, you're under warranty. And I was like, seriously, I wasn't under Verizon, but for some reason I had Apple warranty and I didn't even know it. He goes, you still have 46 days on it. Whew. So 
he, they took it. I went and went to do my leg. So here I am still in jumbo. I don't know what's going to cost me because they said if it's fixable and it's under warranty, then it'll be a free free fix. But if they find water damage or anything that's unusual, you may have to pay like four hundred dollars. I'm like, well, it's better than eight hundred, but still four hundred. Ugh. And you know, I don't know about you, but I don't have four hundred dollars. I just want to be throwing around on another phone just because. Um, and so. I was still in limbo on how that was going to work out. Didn't know. Wouldn't know until I came back to pick it up. And then I went to my prosthetist to find out after taking my leg off and him doing that, that I went all the way out there, which is from my home about 45 minutes to find out that the leg and the, the ankle and the foot weren't there. And I was like, oh my gosh, this day was getting worse and worse in my book. So I was like, all right, fine. So I, I left and I went and back over to Apple. And the good news was... It was fixed under warranty, but really wasn't fixed. They said it wasn't fixable. They gave me a brand new phone. So, whoop, whoop, brand new phone for free. So Verizon, who wanted to charge me $850 to pay off a dead phone to get a new phone, um, you know, word to the wise, maybe you should check with Apple too if you have an Apple phone because they did phenomenal with that. I'm very grateful for the kid that was helping me. He was awesome. And I went back and told them that after I got my phone so that he knew what had happened. But this is what I'm, I wanted to talk about. And I know that was a very long 20 minute story to, to, to start you into this, but the rest of this really is a downhill slope. And the fact is, is as I was telling this, uh, this friend of ours at dinner that night, the, the, my, you know, regaling my day of, of drama and fear and worry and anxiety and frustration. And, and I was grumbling about stuff. I was telling her in the same breath that I was telling her what had happened. And, you know, you can laugh about it later, um, because it is what it is with my ankle. I'll have to wait. No, no big deal. But in the moment I was so frustrated and so angry that I forgot to see all the good right? Like I forgot to remember that this too shall pass. And we get sometimes so wrapped up. And I, I know she said, you know, you're allowed to have those days. We call it a pity party. I was like pity party big time because I'm like, what a waste of my day. I had to do this. Wah, 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 wah. And in reality, no harm, no foul. Like I have my phone back. Everything was actually updated and um, backed up by iCloud. I don't even know how I did that, but it was. I didn't even realize I was doing that. Thank God I didn't turn anything off. Um, You know, I don't have my new leg and ankle, but the I do have the anticipation of how exciting that'll be maybe today or tomorrow morning. And I have I have a real hard time with patience and, and waiting. Um, It's like a kid at Christmas morning when you get a new leg and also when you fought for it and other people have helped fight for it, you just want it in your hands so you can say it's yours, right? So that you know that you have it now and no one can take it away once it's in your hands. But I don't have it yet. So, you know, those things start to get away on you. But I just, I you know, and then I, I like I said, I, I met up with um, um, Susan at the prosthetist and was talking about how frustrating it was that the ankle wasn't in. And, and I asked her how she was doing and and I know that, Susan, you're struggling with fitting right now, and this too shall pass. And um, I love your smile, and I love that your attitude is, 
I'm happy where I'm at. At least I'm doing stuff. She went back to work as a teacher and um, is, is working with special needs kids, which is awesome. And, and, you know, we just, sometimes when we look at our life moment by moment, we get really frustrated and we forget the big picture. And I'm just telling you that I totally forgot the big picture the other day. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, but there are times where we get all and crazy about the little things that are happening in our life. And we forget what good there is. Like, I was able to walk. There are a lot of amputees that don't have a limb to walk on. They don't have their prosthetic. I fought for mine. Some people don't have the fight. Some people don't have the companies that will fight for them. And um, they don't get what they want or need. Sometimes, like with Susan, I know her insurance company wasn't going to cover it. And, you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, is this for real? Yes, most insurance companies do not want to cover prosthetic um, parts. They're expensive. And as soon as you go over a certain price point, I swear to you, they all say no to everything. Unless they see you're a fighter and if there's some way around it. And and some insurances, no is no. You know, I've, I've, I have learned that with some people. But how Susan got around it, she told me that she got um, like a used one. And, and that works for right now. And, and she'll buy her time until insurance changes. Or like for some of us, we can get Medicare. And so if that's the case, then we can be covered through Medicare. But, you know, I have to always remember that I may be an amputee, but I will tell you, I never feel disabled. And I'm fortunate because I have had the support around me, not just with my family, but also with like my husband's company and with my doctors and my PTs and my prosthetists. They've all supported me. They've all given me avenues that I can push the envelope and where I need to cut corners and how to get through the red tape. And they all have experience with this stuff. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. And I have to remember that there are people in worse places than I am. And that's not always the case. Sometimes I'm in a very bad place. And I will tell you that it's really hard to compare yourself. And I would never suggest you compare yourself to anybody else. But if comparing your situation to somebody else's helps you appreciate where you're at, then that can be a good thing. Like that can help fuel you to seeing the positive and to having a better attitude in your life. And I will tell you, my attitude was really stinky on Monday. It was all about, oh, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. So I had to drive farther. So I had to have to wait two more days for my leg. So I had to go to two stores, oh, to get a, a brand new phone for nothing. You know, all of a sudden, all the things that I was complaining about it's almost embarrassing, but I, I wanted to, I told you, be, be vulnerable, be transparent. You know, that's where I was Monday and I'm ashamed of that, but it was a, a good lesson. And I do believe those things happen so that we can learn from them and grow from them. And I want to grow from that. And I want to help you grow when you, when you hit those moments where you think that the world is caving in on you, that everything is against you, everything's stacked against you, that nothing could go right, that you have the crappiest life. I will tell you there are thousands of people worse off than you, hundreds of thousands. 
that are worse off than you. And, and I'm not talking, oh, the people that are, you know, underprivileged country. Yeah, of course, definitely. But even your neighbor might be going through a problem and right. And each person's problem is unique to them. And each person has their own threshold of how to deal with their problems. And when we realize that we not only take pity on the people around us and, and have some empathy, we also can sit back and find the goodness in our own turmoil. And, and I, I, I push you to try to remember the good in your life and how that affects you. Because when you put on a positive mindset and, and, and frame up your life positively, even amidst the problems, you are a better person to be around you will be a better person, period. You'll find happiness and joy in the little things. And you're going to live a full, happy, healthy life. Because all those things also weigh on us. So if you are dealing with something medically, and you allow every little thing to get to you and bring you down just a little bit more like bricks being put on your shoulders, that stress alone is going to hinder your medical side of your life it is going to it's going to put a lot of pressure on your body to be resilient and the more stress the more worry the more negativity that we exude and our brain we put into our brain that our brain is now using the more it is going to allow things to attack our body and take us down and that that cannot be good for anybody. Whether you're dealing with MS um, or any autoimmune deficiencies that you might have, or even accepting your limb loss. If we are drowning ourselves with negative thoughts, and I mean even the littlest thing like it just, I can't do this or it hurts. Even that if we allow that to be our mindset, it hurts, I can't go any further, it hurts, this, this. And yes, there are times when pains are not good and you have to know what is a pain that's causing you more damage than good. But I'm talking like with me, I have all these sores up on my leg that are raw, like blisters that have opened and they're raw. It hurts and it makes me walk funny but I'm not going to not put my leg on because as soon as I put it back on, I'm going to re rewear those. So I'm building up a resilience and it hurts and I do what I can. I put some salve there if I have to, or I tuck my skirt, the shorts underneath my skirt get tucked into my leg a lot just to stop it from rubbing. And that actually helps a little bit when I'm walking, but I just, you know, I, I thought it was interesting because after the day I had on Monday, I realized that I had a full on pity party and I was like, really, really? Um, yeah. Okay. You really needed to have that pity party. I mean, if that's the worst your life gets, you know, don't tell anybody cause that's embarrassing that you think that that's bad. But again, in that moment, my mental state, I wasn't thinking the way I wanted to think. And I was getting frustrated by things not flowing the way they'd been flowing. And there was a hiccup in my routine and I didn't like it. And I threw a, a pity party. And luckily, like I said, being able to talk to someone about it 
And she was great. She was just like, well, you deserve to have those every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, but that was stupid. Like, I let things get to me, and I shouldn't have let that get to me, but I did. And that was that was just dumb. So, you know, I, I tell you this because we all have them. And no matter what you think someone's going through or what you think you see on social media and people having a great life and everything looks roses and everything is just sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. It is not always like that. That is that moment in their life. And you just, you just need to remember that finding anything, even when it's really, really hard, if you can find one thing to say, I am grateful for, and it may be that you woke up this morning, it may be the breath in your lungs, and that's all you can figure out that's good right now, then that is good. And if you feed your brain those thoughts, I think I brought that up a couple um, episodes ago, that whatever we tell our brain, our brain believes and will reciprocate those um, emotions and those hormones that keep us in the positive space. If you feed it negative, it's going to feed your body negative. If you feed your, your brain good things and good thoughts and good comments, then that's what you're going to flood your body with. So it seems like it rolls, right? When you're in a, a place where, of course, this is happening to me. This is the kind of day I've had. Keep in mind that you probably set that path for your brain to find all the negatives as they come. Right. And if, and if you are feeding yourself, what a great day this is that even when something bumps a bump comes in your road, you won't even see it or feel it because you're feeding yourself a positive attitude. I'm getting to the gym. I've got out for my walk. It's a beautiful sunny day. Um, my plant is growing that I love. The birds are out. Um, my dog is being silly and I'm laughing because it's just so fun to watch them. And, you know, just finding all those little things. Like, I'm grateful that my husband has a good job. I'm grateful that there's people there that care enough about him and myself that they would fight for me to get my new leg. You know, I'm grateful I have two boys at home. Even if the dishes are piled in the sink, I am so grateful because one day in the not too distant future, It'll just be me and my husband, and I will miss those moments. It's kind of like missing the handprints all over the door because never your little kiddo, when they're just babies and they're walking around, put their hands, their face, their nose up against the window and the door to look outside. I wish I had those handprints back because now I don't see those handprints. So I don't want to say I wish that I had those dishes back because someday those dishes are also going to be gone. So even though it's more work, I will be joyful in the work I have. I will do the good work because that is what I am led to do. And that's the kind of parent, the kind of mom I want to be for my boys, for my husband. And so with that being said, you know that I always end my episodes with a call to action. And I think it's pretty transparent what my call to action is going to be. And I have done this one I know probably a couple times but it's a very good exercise and I know I didn't do it but maybe the first season long long time ago many episodes ago but here is what I challenge you with for the next seven days and hopefully after seven days you start a positive pattern and a positive habit that will lead to you continuing to pass seven days that would be the goal but every night 
or maybe you're a morning person and you'd rather do it in the morning, but every night you can go to bed with a pad of paper or a journal next to you and just write down, if you can, five things that you were grateful for for that day. If you're a morning person, you can do five things you're grateful for the day before or just five things you're grateful for in your life. Maybe not that happened yet, but just in life in general. You know, the health of your kids, um, having a job, uh, being able to have your own prosthetic and getting up and walking around on your own, being independent, um, bills being paid, right? A full tank of gas, being able to afford a full tank of gas. So whatever it is, I would either suggest you end your day with feeling gratitude and filling it in your heart so you go to bed with peace and just knowing that you have so much to be thankful for. And that might actually send you off to a great sleep or flip it and start your day in a positive mind frame that will set your motion for a positive day, which actually wouldn't be bad either. So you could do one or the other, or you maybe even challenge yourself and do both, but come up with and try to come up with five things. I think you probably can, even if they're the smallest things like I woke up this morning, hallelujah, amen, right? Just whatever it is, go for it and see what it, what it takes and, and what you need to do. I myself is, am more of a night person because morning, like I'm off and running. So at night is when I settle down and that's when I would do things like this. Plus then it lets me reflect on the day I had. And even on a day like Monday, which, you know, pity party Monday I had, there are so many positives that I had from that day. The fact that I got a brand new phone and that I'm proud of myself for going that extra mile that I didn't want to do and trying to stay positive when I was there and knowing the kid was trying to help me only to come out with a brand new phone. I mean, it paid off, right? The fact that I went to my prosthetist office, which I think is a, a godsend because even though I got all the way out there and he didn't have the product for me, I got to see Susan. And so that made my day because then I got to talk to her and find out how she was doing. And always when I interact with other people, there's something I learn from it, something, a, a glimpse that I get. Um, she may not know this, but filled my bucket up by letting me know she actually listens to my podcast. Thank you, Susan. And uh, you don't know what that means to me. You are a blessing to my life and I'm grateful for you. And, you know, just it's things like that where even when I acted like a big baby and that my life was just so miserable at the time. Monday was a great character building day, a great day for me to learn how to find um, the little things in life and how to bounce back, right? Like I had to be prepared. Like, I'm not kidding. I walked in the door at about 4.30 after all day being gone without a phone. Because even when I got my phone, it was like it took hours to upload all my, my pictures, my videos, things like that. And, you know, I, I was just, I was grateful that I actually had to turn around. I had one hour to get cleaned up, dressed, changed and all that stuff to go to dinner. And then we had a fabulous dinner where I was actually able to talk this through with another lady and realized that I was just being a big baby about my life and, and everything was awesome. And so I've got to remember that and, 
And I appreciate her telling me, Megan, if you're listening, um, that we all are allowed to have those pity parties. And surely I'm allowed to have one or two every once in a while. But in the same respect, you giving me the leeway to do that is is a graceful thing. But I need to be a better person. And so, yes, I had a pity party on Monday, but it worked out for the best. And now that hindsight is, okay, you know what? You need to take things in stride a little bit more, relax, chill out, and not worry so much. So find yourself um, in a pity party. Figure out what you're grateful for. Change your mindset. Think about how things are really good in your life, what things are good in your life. If you are here and you are with us, then you are doing better than a lot of people. And so, you know, as much as that's not the reason why we should feel good about ourselves, but it should be, it helps me keep my mouth shut when I'm having a bad day. Yeah, it's okay to have a bad day. It's not okay to spread that badness, that negativity to your family and bring everyone down and and cave to all those things. And I'll tell you what, I was so close to stress eating that day. It was a good thing I was gone all day because the only thing in my car that I had were sunflower seeds and I was devouring them. And I'm like, good thing I don't have like donuts or something in here. I probably would have eaten a whole box of donuts because the way I was stressing. And then I got home and I'm like, you're going for a nice dinner. You're going for a nice dinner. Do not eat anything. So as much as I, my mind was going to, I could go get here. I could go get some French fries from, you know, In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A. I didn't. I'm proud of myself. I beat the, the stress eating habit, um, which is also a much healthier, healthier version of me. And um, anyway, I just thought I would share with you um, my pity party. And it does happen. It's okay. Allow yourself to have it and move on. Don't let it affect you. Don't let it take you down. Don't let it affect your your world, your family. Um, don't take things out on, on other people because you're struggling with handling something. But be honest with the people around you. Let them know you are struggling today, that you don't want to be, but it's just what it is. Sometimes it just takes getting in the shower and just having some time to yourself or going for a ride or putting headphones on and just listening to your music whatever it is that you need to do to get yourself out of that. But be honest with the people you're around. Let them know that today is a struggle. We have them. We all have them. There is not one person in this world that does not have a bad day. So let people know. Don't let them know because you lash out at them and they're like, ooh, what's wrong with her or him? Let them know that today is a struggle, that you might be pity partying yourself into a corner And you never know when you share that, sometimes when you start talking about it, like I did with her at dinner, I realized how silly I sounded. And then I could laugh at myself and then just really kind of changed my thinking then. Um, Of course, I was at the end of the day, um, which helped. And there was a glass of wine in front of me, which helped. But (laughs) nonetheless, sharing, sharing my struggles showing people that I am real and that I do have problems, but then also being able to laugh at myself. It all works out in the end. Find your positive vibe. Work on communication as always. And I really pray that you have a wonderful rest of your week. Um, It is hump day. It is Wednesday. Let's get through this week. We're halfway there. I want you to enjoy the world around you. See the beauty that surrounds you. 
find what makes you happy and live your best life. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.